listening to the Dr. Claude Kirshner Show. My name is Dr. Claude Kirshner, and we are here to serve organizational leaders and agile teams who strive for excellence and differentiation. I hope you enjoy the content. If you have any questions or would like some additional resources, please visit our website at www.archconsults.com. Enjoy. The goal is to understand the feasibility of this business. Is it logical for me to move forward with this business? Should I start writing a plan? Should I start launching this business? But we'll never know until we test all of the different hypotheses, all the different guesses within these nine different sections of the business model canvas. Today, we are going to talk about a wonderful subject called the business model canvas. And we're going to break down two specific sections within the canvas. We're going to break down customer segments and we're going to break down customer relationships. Typically, as we move through the canvas, we start with our value proposition, which is really who we are and what we're selling and what we're solving for either a customer pain or a customer gain. And then we move to customer segments, but today we're going to start with customer segments and we're actually going to talk about customer relationships so that we can start getting out and testing our hypotheses. The business model is the, how a company creates value for itself while delivering products or services to customers. If you look at any business, big or small, you could really break the business down and understand how the business is organized. If you look at these nine different sections of a business model. And as we move through this content, the goal would be for all of us to look at each business and try to understand its business model in a relatively expedited fashion, meaning we can see that a customer is delivering a value uh, through a product or through a service to its customers, we should see how it's capable of creating that value for its customers by looking at the business model and trying to derive these on an ongoing basis. How is the company organized? What are the pieces of the business? And any company, as I explained, can really be broken down in this component. So the first component is its value proposition. What are the pains and gains? What, what are the features and benefits of our service for the customer? And how is it unique? The second aspect is customer segments, which we're going to talk about today. Who is our customer? What is their archetype? And uh, what's the day in the life of the customer look like? And really understanding the segment before we move through these other aspects of the business model. Number three is its channels. How do we get our products and services to our customers? Pretty straightforward. Our customer relationships focuses more on getting customers, keeping customers, and growing customers. Our revenue streams is really how how is this business creating or generating revenue? What is the model or the strategy it's using to charge its customers for its services? Is it a reoccurring service? Is it a one-time fee? Is the transaction an online fee? Is it done through credit cards? What are the streams of revenue that are, are working for our organization to come in? That's number five. Six is key resources. What intellectual property, what physical property, um, what kind of people, how much money, What's the equipment that's needed to operate this business? And what are those resources? And, and really, how are we going to get a hold of them? Uh, key Partners is a creative one. It is um, who are the suppliers? Who are the key partners? Who are the people that we can be in relationship within this business ecosystem to execute on the business model better than some of our competitors? Key Activities is really what is the founder and the executive team or the team of founders doing on a regular basis to create value for this company? What what are the, the types of things that we need to focus on? Do we need to focus on designing and creating software? Do we need to focus on creating content for customers? Do we need to focus on hiring and staffing our team? Uh, do we need to focus on creating more, more key partners and more relationships? Uh, what are those activities? 
Selling could be an activity that some of the founders focus on, uh, raising money, uh, many activities there. And then lastly, we look at the cost structure. What are the you know, fixed and variable costs that are associated with this business? What percentage of those costs are from our revenue? Meaning if our revenue is 100%, it is a 20% cost structure. Is it a 50% cost structure? Of that 20 or 50%, how much are variable, uh, a cost of goods sold versus how much are fixed, which is more more the same over time. Uh, it's leasing facilities, it's insurance, it's, um, it's our administrative uh, payroll fees. Those are our fixed cost structures. So it's important that we understand that cost structure. Okay, moving past the business model canvas on the subject that we're going to talk more intimately about today is our customer segment. So this is typically done second, first is the value proposition, then the customer segment. But this could be the most critical part of the uh, business model canvas is understanding who our customer is. And a lot of times when this customer segment shifts, it will shift all other aspects of our business model canvas. So what are we asking ourselves? Who are our customers? Why would they buy from us? And where are they located? What city or state or country do they live in? Are they social media users? Are they not social media users? What is their demographic? Are they um, Caucasian, African-American, Asian? Are they between the ages of uh, 15 and 30? Or are they between the ages of 45 and 60? You know, what, what, what do these customers look like? A lot of times, which is a critical error in business model creation or even business plan creation is thinking that everybody is our customer. And this, especially for startups, is a crucial error that people, founders make uh, when they go through this process is everybody is not your customer. And the best way to move forward in this area is being very specific about who we believe, because these are a series of guesses, that our beachhead customer, the first customer that we're going to target, what do they look like? And as we move through this, we're going to talk about creating a customer archetype. And this is big, is if you can imagine a full-blown uh, blow-up customer in front of you, what do they look like? How tall are they? How short are they? Uh, what color hair do they have? Are, what, what's their skin color? What's, where are they going to work? What, uh, what about them makes them who they are? And, and the more we can visualize this type of customer, this archetype, uh, the more we can create our business model or structure our business model around selling to this particular customer type. Some suggestions or some thoughts to consider, you know, what position or title do they have at work? Uh, what age or sex are they? What's their role within their household? What's their role within their work environment? What's their role within society? Uh, discretionary budget, how much money do they have to spend on products and services that they're not spending on food or shelter or clothing? And what does that percentage of their budget look like each year, each month? What are their motivations in life? Uh, what are their motivations to buy? What are their motivations? What, what are their heart's desires? I mean, just to kind of think about it from that perspective. And how about role models? Who do they look up to? Uh, who's influencing them and creating some sort of uh, envisioned life that they're trying to achieve? If you understand who their role models are, you could probably understand a lot more about these customers, which there could be multiple archetypes. You could be selling to three or four different types of customers. And what we have to consider is our end users. If you look at the um, video game industry, a lot of times the, the actual player of the video game will be somebody under the age of say 16 years old for uh, certain types of video games. But the, so they're the end user, but are they the economic buyer is the question. And typically they're not typically it's the parents of those children who like to play video games. So that's just understanding is, you know, creating an archetype for a parent, maybe 
between 40 and, and 50 years old with a 16-year-old son who would be the end user of a video game, you would create two archetypes there. And then, of course, influencers. Who in our society is influencing them to buy if there is a particular celebrity, uh, say it's a, an NBA game. If there's an NBA player that's on a commercial that's advertising for this game and that player can influence the decision of both, usually the end user or the economic buyer, we have to talk about uh, that influencer as an archetype, that these are the people we want to get in front of so that they can also use our games. Maybe we'll promote it to them, give it to them for free, have them be in one of our commercials or utilize their, their name or their brand in a partnership to, the, to sell our product. That's important. And then, of course, the decision makers. Decision maker sometimes is different than the economic buyer. If the uh, the mom or the wife is the uh, ultimate decision maker as to whether or not their son is, is eligible to uh, buy this video game because they may have something against basketball, and the mom usually makes those decisions, those, uh, say, moral or time-based decisions within the household, the mother is also a key role or a key archetype to define as a persona. So, I mean, just with the video game example, you can see three or possibly four uh, key personas. You have the end user, which is the 16-year-old looking to play the NBA basketball game. You have the economic buyer, which could be the uh, father or the head of household who is working in some sense. Uh, then you have the influencer who could be a famous basketball player. Obviously, Michael Jordan comes to mind, but some may say LeBron James. Uh, would be the influencer, but the decision maker ultimately is the mother. She's the one who says yes or no to these kinds of uh, time-based video game decisions. There you have it. A customer persona and archetype is a key thing to understand or walk through when we're, when we're talking about our business model for uh, many reasons. And another exercise, in addition to creating that archetype and envisioning these, these uh, customers, influencers, end users, decision makers, economic buyers, we also have a day in the life of a customer. What does that look like? If we walk through their day, how are they living their day? Where are they working? Where are they traveling? And what kind of margin do they have to be made aware that this product or service that you're offering is capable of, of interjecting itself into their day? Like, why is it important? If you look at this day in the life of a, of a customer or customer archetype that you create, it's a lot easier to understand where or how you can start influencing them or affecting them to purchase your product or service. So discover how customers work, write it down, delineating a day in the life of a customer. And these are all just easy strategies to understand how, if we have this major customer base of say um, consumers of pet food, how can we take that consumers of pet food, um, say marketer industry in the United States, and how do we create a niche or some subsection of that a customer segment or customer base and create a segment that works best for our product or service at first. And then how do we test those segments? Creating the archetype, understanding who exactly they are, being as specific as possible, multiple archetypes if possible. The fewer archetypes we have, sometimes it's better, easier to market to them, uh, to, to do marketing for them. Um, and then we move to the day in the life of a customer, just another exercise to uh, drill down on what are our customers doing where are the opportunities, those pregnant moments where we can influence our customers. And this will help us move forward in our business model canvas. So now we're moving from customer segment, which we just broke down. And we understand that there's a ton of, say, video game users or pet food buyers 
And how do we take that huge industry and start segmenting, breaking down the slices of the pie into a smaller segment and then focus on our efforts on, on that particular segment. Now we're moving to customer relationships. So this is all about, and typically from customer segment, we move to channels, like how are we gonna get our product or service to that customer? But we're skipping over channels for now and we're sticking with the customer theme. Imagine yourself having access to these customers that you just delineated in your segment. And now the question is, how do we get them? What are, what are the strategies that we're gonna use to acquire new customers? And then once we get them, into this double-ended funnel, how do we keep them? What are the things that we need to do in order to keep them utilizing our service or product or buying our product or utilizing our service? And of course, once we have them as a customer, how are we gonna grow them? How can we sell them more products, more services, more things that we offer so that we can increase our revenue and uh, grow our business through our existing customers? So that's really the get, keep, grow of our customer relationship understanding. And the get, keep, grow really comes from understanding the value proposition. What, what kind of pains and gains are we solving uh, for whom, which would be our customer segment. And then, of course, now we're looking towards how do we get these customers? How do we get their attention? How do we get them into the, the one side of this funnel? Then how do we keep them and how do we grow them? So that's the customer relationship section of the business model canvas. I know these are big questions and each each one of these questions could probably take a full page, if not multiple pages of written description. But really what we're trying to do is make a series of guesses of how does a company get customers? How does a company keep customers? How does a company grow customers? And just writing it as a bullet point statement into the business model canvas. And we'll look at some examples of that later. Getting customers from a web and mobile perspective is really acquiring their attention. How, how can I capture their attention? Once I capture their attention, they're on my site, they're utilizing my app, they um, have seen a commercial or an ad for my particular product or service, you really kind of acquired their attention, which is huge, especially in the web and mobile environment. And then once you kind of acquire that attention, how do you activate them? Which means how do you get them to uh, part ways with their money, their wallet, in order to pay you for whatever service or product that you're offering? And a lot of times we, we have to realize that we're always competing in some way or another. If we're not competing directly with another customer, we're competing with our customer's wallet. Like what, as opposed to buying our product or service, what else are they currently buying where they're not buying what we are offering? So we're always competing for something, either attention or our customer's wallet, or we're directly competing with a competitor who's trying to uh, force us out of the industry or uh, taking customers that we have or that we may want. Getting customers, keeping customers. And then, of course, growing customers and some of the ways in which we can grow customers, as I explained earlier, is you upsell them, you next sell them, you cross sell them, and you, you look for referrals of existing loyal customers to set up a program that they, you want to ask for other people's business. If they're happy with your product or service, you want them to talk to their friends and family about the product or service that you're offering so that they uh, that referral can lead to more business from you. And that's, you know, really a, an essence of utilizing our existing customer base as a tool, a marketing source uh, to attract other customers, which would be growing our customer base. And then, of course, once we're in this loop, uh, we're getting customers, we're keeping customers, we're growing customers. We're really just doing it all over again. We're getting more customers, we're keeping more customers, and we're growing more customers. And the keep customers is it's a huge element of business itself is 
eliminating churn, eliminating attrition, uh, setting up loyalty programs, ensuring that we're delivering a quality service, um, making sure that the environmental turbulence that we're experiencing with technology and certain other aspects of the environment keep our customers wanting uh, our services and products as opposed to going elsewhere with their money, time, or um, efforts. So that's keeping customers, eliminating churn, eliminating attrition, um, and getting our customers to come back to our site or buying our product or utilizing our service. We briefly touched on the business model canvas. We touched on customer segments. Then we talked about customer relationships. And now uh, what we're gonna talk about is really taking the business model canvas in those two specific sections, customer segment, customer relationships, and getting out of the building and starting to test and search for the real answers that we just had in our head that we put on a piece of paper, the hypotheses or the guesses about the pain and gain, who that pain and gain is gonna help, uh, and also how we're gonna get, keep and grow those particular customers and asking questions. How do we how do we turn these guesses into facts? How can we interview prospective customers? How can we interview people who are currently using a product or service very similar and ask them questions about where they find it, um, how they stick around with that product or service, uh, what about that product or service is good for them. And also if they're buying it, we, we can uh, understand their demographics. Who are you? Are you a mom? Are you, how many kids do you have? Uh, are you working full-time, part-time? What are some things about you as a buyer of this product or service that I should probably know for my business model canvas? So there really are no easy facts. Uh, doing the work and getting out of the building and testing some of these hypotheses is the essence of this particular uh, business model canvas exercise. And by the time we're done with the business model canvas, the goal is to understand the feasibility of this business. Is it logical for me to move forward with this business? Should I start writing a plan? Should I start launching this business? But we'll never know until we test all of the different hypotheses, all the different guesses within these nine different sections of the business model canvas. Talk to customers, partners, vendors, uh, pretty much anyone that you can imagine you can talk to as a potential interview for a business model canvas. But uh, what's really important is that you try to find the people that you know, your, your customer segment or the key partners or the key people that you would be doing business with. Again, for this particular section, we're looking at customer relationships and we're looking at customer segments. So let's get out there and let's test those hypotheses. Here is just an example of a business model canvas completed. And this is for a travel agency, online bookings and their customer segment they were looking to, which is a rather broad, this, this, this business model canvas has changed over time, but they're looking for young and affluent uh, consumers, high disposable income and willing to explore. That talks about a lot of people, young and single, divergent origins, social media savvy, young couples, trend setting behaviors, young families, best education for kids, cultural experience and trendy destinations. That is their customer segment, young and affluent, young and single, young couples and young families. And it's not very specific, but as, there's an example of customer segments that as they walk through this business model canvas exercise, they were able to change and get more specific as they tested these hypotheses and as they performed their interviews. And then moving to customer relationships, they had trusted relationships, successful partnerships, brand awareness, identification, pilots, cross pollination and events or parties. So as you can see, we're not looking to write a dissertation on each one of these different different aspects of the business model canvas. We're just looking for bullet points, uh, best guesses based on your value proposition, based on your experience and based on conversations with your team as to how you think these different sections are going to be uh, utilized. Let's get to it. Let's do it.
and let's start making these guesses uh, for these particular two sections and let's get out and start interviewing uh, prospective customers. Let's start interviewing people and testing these hypotheses.